You are listening to episode 281 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. This week's guest is helping us level up our business with a tool that you may want to start using ASAP. Elizabeth Avrianova is a web designer, brand strategist, and founder of Studio Classica. Elizabeth helps purpose-driven female entrepreneurs, coaches, and service providers scale their businesses with impactful, beautiful branding and design to attract dream clients, elevate their online presence, and book out their offers while creating a lasting impact in the world. As an American designer living in Europe, Elizabeth co-founded her design and architectural studio with her husband in 2012 and has served over 500 design clients over the past nine years of being an online design entrepreneur. I'd love to also note that at the time that we recorded this, Elizabeth was 39 weeks pregnant and we was just 10 days away from her due date. So to say that there was very little breathing room for her is an understatement. She was worried about being a little breathy, but I think she sounds amazing. So I did want to note that on her behalf either way. While you're listening today, be sure to screenshot to show that you're listening. Throw that on Instagram stories, tag me in it at MindBizLife, and I'll reshare with the collective. Sharing is really how we get this podcast into the homes, cars, and earbuds of many. Oh, and don't forget to tell me what's resonated most with you. I value your feedback immensely. Now that I've shared those little reminders, are you ready to meet Elizabeth? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up. Let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey, Elizabeth. Welcome to the show. I've been looking forward to our conversation. Hey, Lauren. I'm excited to be here and talk to you and your audience. Elizabeth, I love that you are a designer at heart. Tell us a story about how you got started on your entrepreneurial journey. Has design always been part of your passion? It's true. Yes. Design has been part of my life, part of who I am since like since the beginning, you could say. So design and also my other, uh, my background is in architecture as well. So architecture, design, art, it's always been a passion. I how it started, how I started my design business was right after school. I, I studied architecture at university and it was in a, we, um, I graduated at a time when the economy wasn't good. And so, you know, jobs were hard to find in the industry and we, and I just started online. Um, and, and it sounds so simple now, but, uh, you know, I was just experimenting. How can I, you know, help, help people and use my passion with design and we started dabbling in online um, freelancing design sites in the beginning. Oh. And this, yeah, this was 10, this was nine years ago now. Wow. So you, you came out of college right at that economy crashing like I did. Like, and you're like, well, there really are no jobs. So we have to get to forge our own path. Exactly. Yes. And it's, it's so true. And, and, and it, the funny thing is my husband, he also has an architecture background. And so I keep saying we, because it was both of us were in this situation of, we graduated with architecture degrees and that was the economy. And so we together sort of started this design business and it evolved so much since then, but it's been nine years now of essentially being an entrepreneur and being a design entrepreneur. And I love it. I love the journey. 
how has it like your brain kind of had to switch focus? Because I know like when we graduate college, we think that we're going into one thing and then to shift and go into something completely different. Did you have to give yourself grace or do you feel that your skills in architectural design really help you on the online and web design space? It's such a good question because in the beginning I was stuck thinking like I could only do these types of things and and really could only like do specific things related to architecture. And I was very limited, but as we evolved in, and took on clients, we were very much in a yes phase at that age, at that age, at that stage, <laughs> yeah. where it's like, we said yes to everything. And so we ended up doing all kinds of projects and, and like all kinds of architecture projects and then 3D rendering, 3D modeling projects, Ooh. ended up doing web design projects, ended up doing like illustrations, digital illustrations, like admit like a ton of different kinds of projects. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then from there, how did you kind of just like narrow it down? Because that can be overwhelming then to when you are a yes person, especially in those beginning stages of business, you then kind of have to niche it down and kind of figure out, all right, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. I enjoy this. I don't enjoy that. What did your process kind of look like? And how did you get to the point of, all right, websites it's it's kajabi it, it this we're helping people with their branding great question it took us a long time to not be a yes person all the time <laughs> but to get way more strategic on what we agree to and what we're and what we're niching down to and so there's two sides of our business there is still the architecture and it's focused on residential architecture and anyways, we'll not talk too much about that, but the branding and web design part of the business evolved to about two years ago. Um, and because I realized like, I love doing this digital process, this digital branding experience, and I love helping female entrepreneurs and online coaches and really got to merge those skills and into the digital design world. Oh, I like that because it still allows you to, to do a little bit of both worlds. And I like that you didn't abandon the architecture company. It's so cool that you're still doing that for homes. Yeah, there's two, there's two different, two different sides. And so I keep both sides of my brain happy. And you know, I think that's something that's a really important lesson too, because so many times I can think of as an entrepreneur, I've been told like you just had to have one thing. And to me as a multi-passionate person, it was like, so I can't have my hands in two different buckets. And I think it's best to say, no, you can, but you also need to figure out how that's going to work for you. And if you also have the energy and space and your business set up in the correct way to allow that to work for you. I agree. And a lot of it comes from being really specific on what is, what are you doing with regards to this passion? What are you doing with, with regards to this passion? And, you know, now I say no to a lot of projects that aren't directly in one of those areas. Yeah. And that makes it easier to say no as well when you're really clear on that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think branding and design is a criti critical aspect to business in itself. Do you think there's a correlation in good branding and design and higher paying clients? Oh, absolutely. Uh, because if you look professional and you, even if you don't feel like you're the best expert in the industry yet, be, I mean, honestly, because that takes years, that takes experience, but you can even, but as long as you have 
a foundational level and you're able to serve clients and deliver them a transformation or deliver them results, that branding piece in your business can just help you set you apart so much higher. And really it, it can allow you to charge to charge more, but that also allows you to serve your, those clients better. Mm. What do you think separates good for quote unquote, good branding versus bad branding or, or ones that, you know, aren't really aligned? Oh my gosh. It's consistency. Are you consistent on the, all the different touch points in your business that a client would interact with? I think that's a huge component is just being consistent with even simple things, fonts, colors, um, the, the, the types of graphics, like the type of graphic style that you're using and just making sure that you're consistent on what you're posting, wherever you're posting online and wherever you're showing up online. I think that can be hard to, to kind of get consistent when you're beginning, especially if you don't have that clarity piece. How do you help brands get clear on how they want to show up in the digital realm? Yes, it's, it really starts with, with the understanding who you're serving. Mm. And really understanding your ideal client and really understanding the goals uh, um, of how you want to help them. Uh, because we can't help everyone. We can't and we can't do everything to help them. And again, that goes back to being like whether you're a yes person or, or getting way more specific on what you're focusing on. And so we always go through a process with clients where we when we're doing a branding um, experience is what are their goals and what are their, what is their vision and who do they want to help? And then that really helps translate into how you want to show up visually with your brand and how that can connect to those people. I'm sure for some people, do, do they come to you and they think they want one thing and then they leave with a completely different looking brand than like what they had showed up with? Oh, yes. Well, of course that happens, um, you know, because sometimes they have ideas. And oftentimes, though, it's it's this problem of having so many ideas. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I'm sometimes the same way, but it's like having so many different ideas. And, you know, I like this. I like also this. I also like this. And we're like, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> we, we, we can't do it all those things. <laughs> So, but, but let's focus on one. I've, I once heard from a wedding event planner that she actually didn't like when clients showed up with Pinterest boards. You're like, because you have ideas from all over the map. Like it wasn't one theme, you know, and everything within that theme would be like, Oh, I like this and like that. And it's then it's like, okay, but how do we pull this all together? So would you prefer that clients come in with more of like a blank slate and just like really open to the process? Or do you, do you encourage some ideas be brought to the table as well? Mm, it can go both ways. I here's, it's interesting on the architecture side. I love having a blank slate. Ooh. That's my favorite on the, on the uh, web and branding design side. It's, it is very helpful to have some, some inspiration gathered. Uh, Pinterest is a great tool. And the, the thing is that I don't interpret those literally. Usually I, I really go through a process where I more intuitively try to understand what the client likes, what their personal vibe is, but also what's going to connect to those ideal clients, taking it back to that um, earlier mention of that, connecting to your ideal clients through your branding. Yeah. And so I do like having some inspiration, but it's more of, of an intuitive feeling. 
that, I, that I like, yeah, that it gives me. Yeah. Cause I'm sure that you can also get that and be like, okay, a little bit more boho on this one, or, Hey, this is going to be a more classy modern type vibe, or we're going to go back to vintage. And I'm sure a lot of that comes out from when you are talking with the client plus what they bring to you. So that, that probably helps as well. Yeah, it is. It is helpful. I do find it helpful. I mean, we've had a few blank, like, like you could say blank slates, open-ended people and, and it's, they have to be really trusting of the designer. Yeah. Um, Trust is huge in that kind of situation. Yeah. Especially because if, if they're not clear on it and they're like, okay, just do whatever that can be, I think as a, as a creative, it's like, it's a little risky too, because what you may think, and if they're just like, okay, do whatever, what you may think they need could be completely different than that expectation that they had in their head but that they weren't communicating to you either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It, it can it can be a risky experience for both sides. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about, and I hope I'm saying this right, is it Kajabi? Well, yes, of course. Uh, so Kajabi. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So what is it? Talk us through this. All right. Well, okay. So Kajabi. So the reason we're talking about Kajabi is it's is the main specialization of our branding and design studio and how we love helping the coaches and online female entrepreneurs is a Kajabi. So what, so some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may not, but Kajabi is an online website and marketing platform, and it's considered an all-in-one platform. So it can help you um, launch your website. It can help you launch sales pages, landing pages, like free lead magnet pages. It also handles email marketing and handles um, things like um, creating like creating a whole sales funnel. And then if you're launching a course or membership, um, this is a perfect tool for, for those things as well. Oh, whoa. So it's definitely an all-in-one, which businesses should be considering Kajabi? Who is it really going to serve the most? Online, online coaches and, and really anyone who has um, like an expertise or um, really high level knowledge in a field and they want to package it up into uh, a digital product, like a digital course, that is one great angle to use it for. Mm. So if I'm a business owner who's been using like Teachable, or maybe I even have my own WordPress site and I host a course on for that, how do I know mm-hmm. if switching to Kajabi is going to be worth it for me? Okay. So switching to Kajabi, it depends. Are you, one of the most common reasons is if you're currently spread out on many different tools and and I know a lot of newer newer entrepreneurs, or you maybe you're one to two years in business. You 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 end up using, you know, a, a certain platform for your website like WordPress or Squarespace. You're using another platform for your courses, like, um, you know, other platform. You might be using another tool for your for your invoices for your clients, like PayPal. Uh, you might be using another tool, so another tool for like email marketing. That's the one of the most common things that we see is people are using six or seven different tools. Some you might be paying for, some might be free, but it starts to get a little overwhelming. And like, you're all, you feel like all over the place having to like log in here, check the things over here. It's not streamlined. So one of the things to consider if you want to, if you're feeling overwhelmed and like you're spread out on too many tools or you're paying for too many tools, switching to Kajabi can help streamline it into an all-in-one platform. Ooh. that's that's one big reason why people switch yeah I I feel though like okay so we switch but we 
like you said, we get stuck in those ways. Like if, if someone's been say using WordPress, MailChimp and like six other tools, they may go, okay, well, Elizabeth, I don't know if I can learn one more tool. How is the back end of Kajabi? Is it easy and intuitive to use? I would say yes. I would say most people we've helped or we talked to, it is easy to use. It's more intuitive and Kajabi on their website, on their help platform, they have great, great help and great support. And it's, um, it's generally easy to use. I rarely, is there somebody that's like, well, this is too tech complicated, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if they are, there are people like you, right. That, that can help them. <laughs> <on> them. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. When we're talking about backends and, and funnels and stuff, if someone's not familiar with this, will you kind of walk through what um, a user experience should be like? Let's say if you have a coaching business, you're an online coach, what should the experience for a user be when they go to your website and maybe then opt in? What should that kind of look like for them? Okay, uh, so a great um, sort of example funnel, a funnel is just a technical word for what is that experience that somebody goes from they don't know you, they're or they're brand new to your audience to being, you know, ultimately being a paying client. So a great funnel, which and Kajabi helps make this very easy to set up and streamline, is to start with that free lead magnet and and then having that connect to an, like a really nice thank you page, branded, beautiful, uh, helps maintain that consistency of your, of your client experience. Um, connecting that to email, like an email sequence or an, an email where it's like, you know, thank you for downloading this free guide and here's where to find more information and setting up a whole email sequence that ultimately leads to one of your paying offers, mm. uh, your coaching program, for example. And then it's really great to have, it's called a sales page, a sales page for your coaching program or your group or private, even one-to-one coaching. And then again, connecting that to uh, a branded checkout page and then thank you page and all this being like beautifully, you know, beautifully connected, making a very easy client experience and ideally a branded experience so that they're getting uh, a really you know, good feel like you're professional, you know what you're doing and you're, you're, you're really ready to serve them. Well, you know, when, when you were talking about this, I thought from the users and like, all I could think about is, well, this sounds simple from a, from an audience member end, right? Like if you're being walked through, oh, here's your thank you. And then you get a follow-up email and then, Hey, I'm automatically put on your email list. That makes it easy for, for me, your customer versus if I'm going to a website and it's, it's very clunky, right? Like I'm not really sure where to click. And if I opt in, it's just popping up and you're not did it take my email? I don't know. Did it? <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then you don't hear from this company for like the next seven months. And then you get one random email from them and you're like, whoa, who are you again? So, mm-hmm. so I like that this really does take the buyer like through the entire buyer's journey, but they, it sounds like they're going to be mindless of it because that's so beautifully integrated with your branding and, and your steps that like, they're really just on the journey with it. Yes, that's the ultimate experience for them. It, it makes their life easy. It, it, and if they're the perfect fit for you and the perfect kind of client, they're going to want they're going to want to stay in that experience with you 
because it's, it's just simply like delightful and memorable. And that's the ultimate goal of what would be, you know, really serve them. It's, it's easy. It makes their life easy. It also makes the business owner's life easy because it's streamlined. It's a lot of it's automated and it's, you know, it's really working for you even when you're not working. Mm, and let's talk about that for, for the process <laughs> of the business owner, because ultimately that's like what we want to be having done in our business. We want our business to be working for us, right? So how does automation in itself really free up some time for business owners? It's, it just helps you, you know, automation is great. It, it, it feels like, oh, maybe I'm not ready for automation. I think that's oftentimes a big myth is it's never too soon to try to figure out what can you automate. So it's as simple as, as somebody signing up for that, that free download and having the system after that automated. And it does take intentional time and energy up front to build out that kind of system. But then after that, you do it once, you do it well, um, you do it yourself or you invest in help and it's done and it's ready. And then it continues to work for you for months and months and months, like, or, or even beyond like uh, years, you could say, right. of course you evolve it, but, and that alone saves so much time for you because otherwise you have to show up, you know, show up on social media all the time or, you know, create, create content all the time. And, if you don't have the system to support that client experience and client onboarding experience, it, you, I mean, you're w ultimately wasting a bunch of your time and energy. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds so great to do this upfront and then just rinse and repeat, you know, like, okay, this worked great. We're just going to keep doing that for the next course and the next course, because that takes out a lot of the think work that I think goes into launching something new, like launching itself is the most work upfront. Like it's like the mm -hmm. upfront work is, is always kind of tedious, but if you can then just hand that over and have that, that off of your plate. Oh, it just makes business itself like a little bit more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. There's uh, launching itself is it's so much work. There's so much involved. If you can find ways that you can, you know, what can be done by you or what could you get help with? That's a great way to approach launching to make it a little less stressful, a little less overwhelming. And then if you do it right, you can reuse those pieces of your, of your launch tool, like okay. the sales page, the emails. And that can be a huge help next time you launch. Yeah, absolutely. If there is a business owner today who's not confident in their branding and they feel overwhelmed with it all, what should their first steps be that they should take? It, yeah, the first step to, to do is, is to be really clear on uh, your goals and your vision and your, your ideal client and to be really clear on who it is you're serving and what what you're what you're help like what you're helping with them for because that that alone it is a challenging t task and and we do see a lot of people that don't have that kind of clarity yet um, and after that the next step would be really to to focus on the visual the visual aspects of your branding of how do you want to show up visually on the platforms that you that you're present on. Mm. I feel like, and even those two steps, if then they, they approach someone like you, that's just going to make your job a lot easier to help them implement it and to accelerate this process. 
Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, you don't have to show up on every platform. It's always, it can be overwhelming. A lot of people, they want to show up on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on their website, on, on a blog, maybe on a podcast like this. Um, they want to do all the things. But if you don't have that solid branding foundation, then it, it can be really hard to 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 maintain that consistency and and the visual the visual experience across all those places. Yeah, yeah, and we want that consistency because the last thing you want to do then is to to be burnt out from being everywhere and not not showing up in the way you want to, and then then you're not getting results from it. And what's the fun in that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Elizabeth, you're full of great advice. I know our audience has so much more they're going to want to learn from you, and may even want you to help them elevate their business. Where can they go to connect with you further? Well, we uh, we love helping people with their Kajabi platforms. That is our main focus at this time. And um, if you're thinking like to streamline with Kajabi, or if you if you're not started yet and you want to get started, um, on our on our website on our homepage, there's a free guide of getting started with Kajabi, and it's like essential checklist to do those very first steps of like okay, I signed up for this platform. Now, what do I do? And I know that that can be overwhelming. Oh, that's and so then, cool. Yeah. And where to find me online is, is our website, which is uh, studioclassica.com. Perfect. I will be sure to link your website and this week's episode notes, as well as your Instagram and all of your social media as well. Elizabeth, I love the way that you're helping business owners excel. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and joining me today. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to, to share all these tips and I hope they were, they were useful. Elizabeth is a design and business powerhouse. I've linked Elizabeth's website and social channels on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, share with a friend and be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. I'm back on Friday for another episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.